Hello and welcome. I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Today, I'd like to explore with you a Brazilian spiritist vision of the afterlife. And to do so, let me set the stage a little bit because, uh, for many of you who have not traveled to Brazil, you may not realize how vital spiritism is in Brazilian culture. Now, when I say spiritism, I am referring very specifically to a style of belief based on the writings of the French pedagogue who wrote under the pen name of Allan Kardec. And he wrote five or six books, which are regarded as the Bible of Spiritism. Now, he used a very systematic method in developing these books because, as I said, he was a pedagogue, a scholar, and he would interview various spiritualist mediums uh, of the time in France and ask them questions about the afterlife. And when they agreed, when he could find correlation from several different mediumistic sources, he took that to be evidential. And he wrote his books about the description of the afterlife, uh, five or six books, the Book of Spirits and uh, many others, based on his evaluation of the testimony from these spiritualist mediums. Now, he founded a movement known as Spiritism, and uh, it, it was something of a rage in Paris and in Europe in the 19th century, but where it really seems to have taken root is in Brazil. The Brazilian culture mixed Kardecian spiritism with some of the native uh, traditions, uh, particularly the African uh, traditions that were brought to Brazil by African slaves. So you have uh, a combination of religions in Brazil that uh, involve the African traditions and the European spiritist tradition and various amalgamations amongst them, Umbanda, Candomblé, and of course, pure spiritism. Now, amongst the most famous spiritist mediums in Brazil was Chico Javier. He died in 2002. He was born in 1910, so he lived to 92 years old, and he would go into trance and write books. He was really a relatively uneducated person of peasant stock, but he actually authored some over 400 books in his lifetime. And he claimed, of course, that these were books that were dictated to him by spirits on the other side, including some well-known writers. And uh, in fact, in one case, as I recall, the widow of one of these writers sued Chico Javier and tried to collect the royalties on, on the book, claiming that if her husband, her deceased husband, wrote the book, she was entitled to the royalties, not him. Um, I don't think she prevailed in in court, but he's so famous throughout Brazil that postage stamps were issued in his name. And furthermore, the revenues, his book sold, I understand, over 50 million copies in Brazil, and he used the revenues uh, all for charitable purposes, which would be totally consistent with the uh, values of Brazilian spiritism. In fact, a great deal of the charity work in Brazil, even though it's nominally a Catholic nation, is actually conducted by the spiritists. 
and uh, the spiritist community in Brazil is indeed very, very vibrant, vibrant, vibrant. Now, I'd like to talk about a particular film that was made based on one of the books written by Chico Javier. The Brazilian name for the film is Nosso Lar, which means our home. And there's an English version of the film available called The Astral City. And it's about life in a city, a Brazilian city on the astral plane, a city inhabited by the spirits of the deceased. And uh, the film is supposedly, uh, or the novel upon which the film was based, and it's not doesn't claim to be a novel, it claims to be a first-hand account written by a spirit on the other side of his journey. And uh, nobody has really uh, come up with an identification of the, the real person, at least not a satisfactory identification. There have been a, a, actually a great deal of speculation. But in the treatment, the book written by Chico Javier, dictated to Chico Javier, the author is a physician who calls himself Andre Luis. And uh, you see him in the movie dying of a heart attack or something like that. You know, he's having dinner with his wife and he just keels over. He's dead. They can't revive him. And then he finds himself in a very strange, haunting, forbidden, dark place. It's uh, really very unpleasant as the movie opens and uh, one gets the sense that this uh, doctor is not in heaven. Maybe he was a selfish man in his lifetime. And as this story progresses, we do get that impression. Not a spiritually evolved person at all, but a good doctor. And he spends some time in this place uh, of darkness and, and strange, mad people and forbidding landscapes. And finally, he's just had enough and he prays, oh God, help me, help me. And that's when the rescuers come from the astral city of Nosolar to find him and they bring him back into their city through a great wall and into something like an infirmary, a hospital where he is able to recover. And he wakes up in the hospital. He says, where am I? What happened? Who are you? What's going on here? And gradually, as the movie unfolds, he learns that he is in the astral city. He, One of the people who uh, treated him in the astral hospital becomes his mentor and guide and introduces him uh, to the city itself. He wants desperately to return to see his wife and family, but that is not allowed. And he has many, many questions that gradually they are answered. And bit by bit, he becomes, one might say, a better person. He comes to work in the hospital. He begins, and it's not like medical, it's more like a place where of spiritual healing. So he becomes sensitized to the ways of spiritual healing through his work in the hospital. Gradually, he uh, is given permission to meet with some of the higher-up authorities in this city and learns how it's operating. And he is even 
gifted with a visit from his mother. Now, his mother has evolved to an even higher spiritual plane. So, it's like he cannot visit her because he can't yet enter into her plane, but she can come to the city of Nosolar and visit him. And, uh, and, he, and she does. And he learns as well that the other people there have issues that they are still working on. His good friend uh, Lysias, the one who uh, helps him initially in the hospital, introduces him to his family. And then Lysias learns that his mother, who is living with him in Nosolar, is about to be reborn on earth again. And he's missing her terribly. He doesn't want her to go. And he's attached. And so, a good uh, part of the lessons for the people here is to let go of attachments. Love the people you love, but let them move on. In fact, Andre Luis at one point in the story is given permission, finally near the end, to visit his wife and family. And he sees that they've moved on. In fact, his wife is remarried. He sees his wife in bed with another man, and at first he's very troubled by this. But eventually he sees, wait, this other man is sick. This other man also needs healing, and he is invisible as he is at the time because he's something like a ghost, channels healing to his wife's ex-wife, I guess you'd have to say, your new husband. And in so doing, he achieves a new level of detachment himself. So, his spiritual evolution is about letting go of attachments, being able to experience pure love without attachment, and then moving on. Uh, now, the book was originally published, as I recall, in 1944. So, there's a sequence in the movie about the Great War and how many people are going to die and this astral city is going to be flooded with the uh, spirits of people who have died in the war. I'm not aware that Brazil was particularly involved, but that's the sequence of the movie. And you see in this picture I'm showing you now, the residents of Nosola are reaching out. They're going outside the big wall of their city to help bring back the people who have passed away in the war and welcome them to this astral city. You get the sense from the spiritualist and spiritist literature that such places actually exist in each country, places that where people can live a kind of life on the astral plane that is similar to the life they led on earth, but different in some ways as well, because the main focus does seem to be upon a kind of spiritual evolution while you're there. It reminds me, to some extent, of the hermetic saying from uh, the emerald tablets uh, supposedly going back to ancient Egypt, as above, so below, which uh, suggests that life on the astral plane is very much like life here on Earth. Naturally, there will be some differences, but the parallels will be quite striking, and that is a very graphic impression given by this Brazilian spiritist vision of things. And of course, the art of movie making makes it very concrete. You see buildings, you actually, you see yeah, 
electric conveyances like trains that move people around the city. There are parks and there are lakes and there are houses and, as I mentioned, a hospital and、uh, other forms of activity. Not all that different from life here on Earth. Well. Some have suggested that what we experience in the afterlife is often、uh, dependent upon our attitudes, what we expect, what we have been conditioned to believe, and、uh, it, so it would seem. Logical in a sense. I certainly can't endorse this movie as as being an accurate description. I don't know enough yet, but I have to say that、uh, I think the spiritist and spiritualist literature deserves to be taken seriously. It's certainly a very graphic and detailed account of what the afterlife might well be like. I guess the interesting question for you at this point is: What sort of an afterlife, if any, would you like to experience? If you could choose, if you could create through the power of your imagination, the power of your will, an afterlife that would be suited to you, one that would provide you with opportunities for growth and advancement on. Various planes of existence, particularly psychologically and spiritually, what would that look like for you? Give that some thought, and thank you for being with me.